0: Thanks for joining us for the Sermon of the Week. You can find out more information about Legacy Church online at LegacyFamily.tv. Come on, get your sermons notes out. Let's dig into the Word this morning. Jesus said, my words are spirit and they are life. Amen? We're going to talk about four benefits of believing or having faith in Jesus. Believing in and having faith in Jesus. If you don't have sermon notes, raise your hand. They'll be glad to give you some. Oh, there's two or three. Well, you know, I, I used to didn't give out sermon notes, but I found out it helps people. You know, there's different ways to learn. Not just hearing, but writing it helps you. Yes. Huh? Yes. Seeing it written, and you writing it. How about you saying something? You saying something will change your life. Do you know that's how you got saved? That you confess with your mouth what you believe in your heart? So it's so important to say what you hear, say what the word says. Believe what the Word says. If you believe it, then start saying it. Yes. How hard is it to say, I'm a Christian? But nobody did it just then. How about it? I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. Or not yet. Say, at the end of the service, I, am, I will be. <laughs> Come on. So we're going to look at four basic foundations. I mean, there's all kinds of things Jesus did for us at Calvary. There's what his... Him at Calvary, his resurrection life, and everything that he did, it has so much meaning. It was God's plan. But let's look at number one. Everything I've ever done, wrong is forgiven. Everything I've ever done. Cody sang the new song. They started the new song today, you know, and I thought, that that's exactly, that's my point. the the things that I regret, the stupid things I did, the things I'm ashamed of, he bore my shame. He set me free. I'm going to get back up here. I'm ringing. You know, he set me free from shame. But you know how many of us in this room, shame comes knocking. You remember? That's not remembering the right thing. You see, we all have that good memory. We don't need remembering our shame. We need to remember what Jesus did for us, what Jesus has done, that Jesus bore our shame, that Jesus bore our grief, that he bore our sickness, that he bore our shame, that he was chastised. Anybody ever called you a name, made fun of you, remember when you was a kid? Maybe just yesterday, your wife did. No, I'm just kidding. Jesus was chastised for our peace always oh, say my kids would come in they call me a stupid head I said are you no I said then why is it bothering you <laughs> yeah. what don't let it bother you that's a lie but we let lies bother us come on everything we've ever done the power of the cross is taking care of it acts 10 43 It says, he is the one all the prophets testified about saying that everyone who believes in him will have their sins forgiven through his name. All the prophets say it's true that all who believe in Jesus will be forgiven of their sins through Jesus' name. Isn't that good news? You see, why is it important, Pastor, to have our sins forgiven? Because God doesn't want anything to do with sin. But he wants you. God hates sin, but he loves the sinner. Amen. Amen. How about God hates car wrecks, but he loves you? Why does he hate car wrecks? Because they hurt you. Sin hurts you. Amen. Amen. Even the secret sins. Well, nobody knows. It's all good. I mean, nobody, if nobody finds out, I, uh, oh, it's still hurting you. And that's why God doesn't, doesn't like sin, because it hurts you. And he wants you free from sin. Even the addictive sin that you keep going back to and going back to. But today, look at the resurrection power of Jesus and be free. In Romans 3.22, everybody's heard Romans 3.23. I remember that's what they preached every Sunday at my church. For all have sinned. All have sinned. You sinner. Get down here. And I'm like, oh, you know what I did last night? Yes, Lord. You know, I, I told everybody I wore out my rededicator. It was just slick. You know, I'm rededicating the day again. I'm rededicating, I'm rededicating, I'm rededicating. Because I didn't, they never preached righteousness. Yeah. They never preached grace as the power of God to set me free from doing that stupid stuff. Yeah. They never wrote, read Romans 22, 322. They always read 323. All of sinned and come short of the glory of God. You're coming short. You need to get out here. Yeah. And so I'm getting right every day. I'm just like, oh, forgive me, Lord. And I never had an overcoming life. I never knew about the power of God. But look what it says. We are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And this is true for everyone who believes no matter who we are. And one translation says no matter what we've done. Hey, I'm getting free now. Hallelujah. No matter what I've done, if I ask forgiveness of it, I'm free from it. He's given, me, he's given me the freedom to come in his presence. That's what righteousness means, that you have right standing with God. <laughs> well, the boys I hang out, hung out with in high school, I was like the, you know, one of the good boys. And every time we all got in trouble, because I got in trouble with them, they would put me in front of the principal. He likes you. Get up there. Do the talking. I'm like, so I'm going to get the one get whipping first. That's back when they paddled you. You know, that's what's wrong with me. And they don't do that anymore. Man, I've been picked off the ground. Come on. We're not talking about that today. I'm trying to, learn to get sidetracked. <laughs> but you know what? If you have right standing with God, you can go to God. You don't need me to pray for you. You haven't got to go to somebody else. You can go straight to God through Jesus Christ. Matter of fact, you've been washed in the blood, Christian. Yeah, you've been washed in the blood. Matter of fact, God sees you as Jesus. You put on the whole armor of God, and you look like Jesus. Quit taking it off. Say, no, it's just me. No, wear it. Put on Jesus. The Bible says to put on Jesus, to be Jesus. Amen? My, my. Romans 3.22, did we read that? For we're made right in the sight of God. Isn't that awesome? Let's go to number two. I learned God's purpose for my life. What I'm trying to tell you, don't just quit when you get saved. Don't, you know, a lot of people, uh, y'all got car insurance, I hope. You got life insurance, you know, hope. They treat their salvation like insurance. Well, I'm going to heaven. Well, you ain't been living like it, but yeah, but I'm going to heaven because I believe in Jesus. The Bible says that the devils believe and tremble, but they're not going to heaven. So, so so wait a minute, God's wanting you to live a certain way. Christianity's not a religion, it's a way of life. Let's just hit that just for a minute. Other religions, none of their none of their saviors died for them. Buddha didn't die for his followers, Muhammad didn't die for his followers. Jesus died for his followers, and it was God's plan. That Jesus would die for us so we could have access to heaven. That we could become the children of God. That we could become family. God wants us to be family. God wants us to be His family. God loves you so much that He sent Jesus just enough to die for you. If nobody else had received Him, if you did. But there are 2.2 billion on the earth today. Not counting those that have passed and gone before, my grandmothers and great-grandmothers and and all the loved ones that we know. Jesus made a way. Number two, I learned God's purpose for my life. God has a purpose. God has a purpose. I I tell the story all the time. I drove up to the bank window, and the the girl behind the glass found out I was a pastor, and she goes, Can you tell me the will of God for my life? I'm just trying to deposit a check here, get some cash back. And you want me to tell you the will of God for your life because, you know, that's, that's a big question people have. You know what the will of God for your life is? Ask God. No, I'm going I'm to help you. Let's look at Colossians 1, We look at this son and see the God who cannot be seen. You know, Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Everything Jesus did reveals the Father. The Old Testament doesn't truly reveal the Father. Come on. The New Testament reveals the Son and the Father. Jesus, whom God anointed, went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Jesus came to reveal how good our Father is. We look at this son and see God's original purpose in everything created. For everything, absolutely everything, below and above, visible and invisible, rank after rank after rank of angels, everything got started in him and finds its purpose in him, and he was there before any of it came into existence, holds it all together right up to this moment, and when it comes to the church, he organizes it and holds it together together. Like a head does a body. Come on. So your purpose is in Christ Jesus. I, I, I can't tell you how many kids to have, what house to buy, what color car to buy. That's between you and God. God will give you a purpose and a direction for your life. And, it, you know, and people want to know, what, what kind of job am I supposed to have? No, it's the word that you put in your heart. It's Jesus that you follow. And it doesn't matter. Then God will start guiding you. I remember I fought against, you know, people would come up and say, you know, you'd be good at this, and i am be like, uh, I don't want to do that. And suddenly I, I lived my life, and I was living for God all I knew, and people said, somebody said, you know, you'd be good at this, and I'm like, man, are you crazy? And then all of a sudden, I'm doing it. But I was hard-headed, and no, none of y'all are hard-headed. I'm giving you an example of somebody being hard-headed. But I was hard-headed. The Bible calls it being stiff-necked, hard-headed rebellious against God, but, but worldly people would come up to me. you know, I see a gift in you. I see something in you. I see you could do this. You'd be good at this. And I'm like, y'all, are crazy. But then again, the door opened. I stepped into it, and it led to another door that opened, and it led to another door to open. And the whole time I'm serving God, and God's increasing me in, in, in my job because God wants to bless us. But we've got to follow him. We've got to do his word. What does God want me to be? If you don't know his word, you're going to trip and fumble and stumble and bumble through life. But God has a purpose for you. In Ephesians 1, 11 and 12, it says, It's in Christ that we find out who we are and what we're living for. Long before we first heard of Christ and got our hopes up, he had his eyes on us, had design on us for glorious living. A part of the overall purpose, he is working out in everything and in everyone. Remember the old song, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his his face. Look at Jesus. He's the author and finisher of your faith. He's your helper. He's your strength. But we look at the next step and we're like, I can't do that. What, 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 what look at Jesus. Look at Jesus, He gives you purpose. He gives you strength and you don't know who you are. that's why you're lost. I'm not saying you don't know Jesus, you've never found out the purpose that He came for and the purpose. Look what it says to find out who we are and what we're living for. you're here for a purpose. And it's not to be a doctor, lawyer, Indian chief, cowboy. No, it's to be a child of God. It's to be a child of God. And wherever you're working, be a child of God. Stand in the gap. Represent. Huh? Are you representing? Represent Jesus. Let me just lay something heavy on you. The disciples asked Jesus, teach us to pray, okay? He said, our Father, which art in heaven, holy is your name. And Then he laid it on us. Pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. But we don't do that. We look around. We watch the news. See it on the newspaper, and we don't pray. We don't call heaven down. We talk about, whoo, looks bad out there. If it don't straighten up, we all going to hell. You hear that, don't you? Look how terrible it been when I was a kid, it was better. There was still people going to hell, you just didn't put on TV. Yeah. <laughs> there was still stuff going on, it just wasn't out, people weren't doing boldly and openly. But our part is to pray, nope, that's wrong. Yep. Father, I pray the kingdom of God into their life. I pray the kingdom of God come on our government and change that men start acting righteously and voting righteously and declaring the righteousness of God. Yes. Come on, yeah. come on. Yeah. Don't, don't talk about how bad it is. See, faith doesn't see how bad it is. Oh, it recognizes it, but it calls those things which be not as though they were. That's, that's probably part number four of this six weeks. Because we go through life and we look how bad it is. It's bad, it's bad, it's bad. And God said, no, you're supposed to change it. That's right. <gasps> how am I supposed to change it? Pray. Yes. If you really prayed, then the whole world would be afraid of you. Because you're releasing the power of God. But we relegate our God's strength to our strength. Wednesday night I had a box and I said, we put God in a box. And this is our box, and this is God's in here. And I said, you know what? But God can do anything. Wait a minute. Don't, don't let him out of the box. Because he might, it might get scary if he can do anything. Ah. Let's just keep God right. Actually, here's the box right here. Let's keep God right here. Not here, but right here. My God, I can do all things through Christ who strength me, except I can't take that step right there. I'm, that's, uh uh-uh. I don't know if I can witness to y'all. Man, y'all look scary. I let my, you know, God, you know, no, God, you can help me do anything, but not talk to them because they're scary looking. <laughs> huh? Isn't that a way our mind, and we let our mind rule our, our lives instead of chasing our purpose in God. Yeah. So it's number three. God's going to empower you when you step out. Yes. Yes. Huh? Yeah. Number three is 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 I get God's strength for daily living. And if you're not daily going to Him for strength, then you're weak. Okay. Wake up. Because the Word of God tells us that God wants to partner with us and God wants to empower us. How many of y'all that God made you get saved? You, you know, He twisted your arm behind your back and you went down the, to the aisle like this and... Preacher, I need to get saved. God, God's got my arm. You know, he's hurting me. That's not God. You have a free will. You have a free will. You, matter of fact, you pick those clothes you're wearing. Okay. Except for me, my wife picked my clothes I'm wearing today. Huh? God didn't pick that. You know what? Did you ask him what? God, what do you want me to wear? Because it may affect somebody. I mean, he really doesn't care. You have a choice to what shoes you wear, how you comb your hair, whether you brush your teeth or not, but let me remind you, brush your teeth. <laughs> but he, God doesn't make you. He doesn't make you seek him daily for power. He doesn't make you seek him for knowledge and understanding of his word. He doesn't make you. He said, here am I. Come on. Well, you know, the devil, on the other hand, you know, one hit or whatever, and you're hooked. You can get hooked. I've seen people hooked on gambling. I've seen people hooked on alcohol. I've seen people hooked on drugs. I've seen people hooked on all kinds of craziness. And it was one time for them, one time. I know a boy that's slept with another woman one time, and she's pregnant. Whew, there's consequences to one time. I mean, you may be able to drink and that bother you, but what about your kids? I told my kids, uh, your, your, your grandfather was an alcoholic. You got a bunch of great-great-uncles that were alcoholics. I said, you know what? Don't play with that. Don't play with that. Can't play with certain things. Come on. God gives us power. Strength for daily living. Let, let, let's, let's look at Isaiah 40, 28 through 31. Look look what God said that he gives. Have you not heard? Have you never understood the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth? He never grows weak or weary. No one can measure the depths of his understanding. He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. When's the last time you asked him for power? Even young men or youth will become weak and tired, and young men will fall in exhaustion. But those who trust in the Lord, has faith in, adhere to, Really commit and have confidence in him will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Hey, you know what? When I find myself tired and weary and and, and at my wit's end, it's because I haven't been seeking strength. I haven't been asking for it. I haven't been pursuing it. The power to live. It's free. I don't know about that stuff, Pastor. Now, wait a minute. See, that's another step. That's a step into maturity. But most people just, I'm saved, I'm good. Just let me live my life. And you know, I'm gonna try to do the best I can, and I'm gonna live the best of my ability. But it's not about just your power and your ability. It's about God helping you. God wants to help you. Say, God wants to help me. Ephesians 1 19 and 20. Believing unlocks the empowerment of God. Believing. Paul, Paul wrote to Ephesus, he says, I pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe Him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in heavenly, or seated him in places of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. Yes. The same power. It's in you. Yeah. Romans 8, 11 said the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. Yes. Look, look at that. The spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. He who raised Christ from the dead will give your life or will give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who lives in you. Man, y'all looking at me like a cow at a new gate. Like, what is this? <laughs> it's time to start asking God for some power. The resurrection power of Jesus Christ is on the inside of you, Christian. You see, the Bible says talks about three baptisms. When you gave your life to Jesus, the Holy Spirit baptizes you into the body of Christ. You become in the body of Christ. You become in the family of God. You are baptized into the body of Christ by the Spirit of God. You're a child of God, Christian. And if you're not a child of God, you're not sure today's the day. And when you get empowered and and you get uh, baptized in the body of Christ, then you're baptized in water. There's all depictions of them. And then there's the power of the Holy Spirit that's on the inside of you, and you have access to that power to live life. When you're wondering, like, man, I can't make it. I I don't know how I'm going to do it. You're looking at your strength because I get overwhelmed when I look at my strength. I don't know, I, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. No, but God, but God. Let's get a big button in the room, but God. But God can do all things. He can do all things in me, through me, and for me. He gives me favor. He helps me. He gives me the answer when I don't know the answer. He does. The Bible says that we have access to the mind of Christ. Well, if I wish I'd have known that in high school, but, you know, what I taught my kids, my daughters would call me in college. They'd go, Dad, this time, let's pray. I've studied all night. I've studied. I got a big exam coming up today. I want you to pray for me. Let's agree then. Everything you study, well, God will help you bring back to your remembrance. Yes. And even things that maybe you missed that God will help you make the right choice and answer the right question. Yes. Huh? Let's just talk about life for a minute here. I, I'm sorry. We Anybody been watching the basketball tournament? I watched, I watched one and a half game last night. That's all I've seen. But the finals are coming. I believe it's Monday. Is that right? I got friends at the tournament. You know what? Both sides are praying God for them to win. What's God going to do? Have you ever thought about that? No, you're only praying for your side. You ain't caring about them. God could care less about a basketball game, but God wants glory in all of it. But here's the deal. How do you pray, you know, for your kids or for that they're playing that God will bless what they put their hand to, that that they have that they have practiced and that, that they would play the best of their ability? Win or lose, that's what you want to do is play the best of your ability. What, win or lose in life, you want to give it your all. God gave His all. He sent His only begotten Son to die on the cross for you. He gave His all. Mm. Let that resonate. God's in it all the way. He's asking you to get in it all the way. Will you? I'm, I'm just talking to Christians today, Huh? To get in it all the way. You know, I, I, I feel a stirring in my heart to just, it's time to spend more time. It's time to give God more. It's time to give God more and more and more. Maybe you can't, maybe you're just starting. Maybe you can give him, can you give him five minutes? I mean, you spend longer than that eating breakfast. Can you give him five minutes while you're driving down the road? Can you listen to worship? Can you cut that secular music off? You know, there's always been a schism in the church. You know, you got a secular job, and you know, I'm a pastor. I got a spiritual job. Let me just tear that down. Every one of you have a spiritual job. I don't care if you're working at Kroger, Walmart, if you're at the, a policeman, if you're a, a fireman, if you're a school teacher, or if you're raising your kids, it's a spiritual job. Come on. Everything we do is spiritual. Everything. It has a spiritual connotation to it. That's why you ask God to help you mom to be the best mom, dad to be the best dad, grandparents to be the best grandparents you can be. Listen, I live 14 hours from set of my grandparents, and they still impact my life today. I saw them once a year, if that. But they sent me letters and told me about Jesus. They sent me things that, that pointed to Jesus. They prayed for me. Uh, and they and I knew they prayed for me. Do you think about it? The ones that have gone before, grandma- grandparents. You need to be pra- praying. Grandparents, be praying for your great great grandkids, whom you never see. The Bible promises you, generation after generation after generation, will know Jesus. Hey, hey, hey. Okay, we'll just keep. Let's go to number four then. I am guaranteed eternal life. You know, and as I thought about this, number one and number four, that's that's as far as people want to go. I want to get saved. I want to know I'm going to heaven. Eternal life started the day you got saved. Come on, eternal life is now. The glory of God is now in your life. Is your heart not burning within you? Does you not understand that you need to give your life to God fully and totally? Eternal life is now. The day I got saved, I stepped into eternal life. I'm saved. I've got eternal life. That doesn't mean I need to quit. Now I need to go after the power of God to live this life. Because guess what? When I get to heaven, oh boy, you need to be here next Sunday. I've got a video that's going to stir your bones. Because guess what? Christian, when you stand before God, you're not going to be standing before God for your sins. Your sins are forgiven, Amen. your sins are washed away, yes. but what we will stand before God is what we did with His word, yes. what we did with His spirit, what we did with the things that he, get, he has given us. God has given us things to live in this life to be an influence, to be a, a powerhouse to, to show our children, our grandkids how to live, to show our our, our neighbor how to live, to show our work, coworkers how, how you're supposed to live, how do you act I, they, they, I was working a job, and they closed the plant down, and they said, you just bought a car. What are you going to do? I'm going to serve God. I'm going to trust God. God's going to give me another job. God's going to give me another job. I said, I trust God. I'm, I'm not going to get bent out of shape about it. You see, oh, I could have melted to the floor like the Wicked Witch of the East or whatever she was. <laughs> but you know how people, they melt? Under circumstances, I've been there. I've been there. My aunt was like my sister. She's a year and a half older than me. And her, she, there was a car wreck, and I drove up and pulled over, and I'm looking, and I'm walking towards it, and I'm like, oh, my goodness, that's her car. And I took off running, and I just lost all strength because they were putting a sheet You know, it was putting plastic over it. It was raining, but the windshield was busted out, and they was trying to get them out of the car. It, just, it, it left me. God knows. God strengthens us. God helps us. Come on. He gives us the power to live. Let's, let's look at John 11, 25 and 26. I'm going to read it out, out of the Living Bible. I just want you to listen to this. Jesus said, I'm the one who raises the dead and gives them life again. Anyone who believes in me, even though he dies like anyone else, shall live again. He is given eternal life for believing in me and shall never perish Hallelujah. How many of us have a phobia? Fear of spiders, fear of snakes, fear of flying, fear of heights. You're not afraid of those things. You're afraid of dying. Let's just take a hold of that today. I'm not afraid to die. You know, I was was about 24 years old, and I was sick and tired of being afraid of death. Because it was put in me. You know, talk about grandparents. Grandparents can impart good and bad. And every time a storm cloud came up, my grandmother put us under the kitchen table. And we're like three and four years old looking at the, oh, my, is it, you know, we're going to get sucked up and blown away? You know, the Wizard of Oz thing again? I don't know why I'm on that. But, hey. And fear was put in my heart. And one day I said, you know, it was a storm coming up and fear started stirring in me. And I'm like, oh, man. And I said, "No, I, I, I I trust God. I'm living for God, and I just stepped out in the middle of it, rain and all. Said I'm taking, I'm taking authority over fear today. I'm not afraid of these storms no more. If I die, I'm gonna live. I'm going to heaven. I'm a child of God. Yeah, I wanna live. It's built in us to wanna live forever. But you're not. Not physically." Not physically, but we want to, and I want to live here as long as I can. Why? Because I have an impact on people, on my family, on my children, on the world. I can have an impact. When I die, I don't have an impact. They can remember. But how many of you know somebody in the flesh is a whole lot better? Somebody you can talk to. My grandson say, hey, Pop, remember when you was little? Tell me a story. Tell me a story, what you did. Tell me a story. And I can impart to them Jesus and not impart to them fear. Come on, impart faith. You're a man of faith. You're a woman of faith. Let's develop our faith. I want to close with this. John 6, 28 and 29. How y'all like that? Oh man. <laughs> and the disciples asked Jesus. <laughs> All right, let's just let me sit down a minute. <laughs> I don't know, something was taking off. <laughs> Some of y'all wanted to break in rungs. You thought, hey, that's it. <laughs> And they replied, we want to perform the works of God. This is the disciples talking to Jesus. What should we do to perform the works of God? Do you want to perform the works of God? You know, you can. The Bible doesn't say that preachers lay hands on the sick and they recover. It says believers lay hands on the sick. It doesn't say preachers have to go and get everybody saved. It says believers go and witness. But look what it says. Jesus told them, "This is the only work God wants you to do: believe in the one He has sent." How simple is that? We make Christianity so hard. Yeah, it is. Uh, you know, it is in the flesh. You know, and religion to make it rules. Y'all do this, don't do that, don't do this, don't do that. How about just love God and let God take care of it? God, you know, I, I don't I, did I preach against things today? You know. Many of us raised in a church where they, and, and I tell the story of my pastor, that the preacher came in and preached against comic books and bubble gum. You know, people preach against this and preach against, you know, I know one preacher, his main thing is don't play pool. Play in pool because they're in bars. It's just a game. Bubble gum and comic books have nothing to do. Let's preach the gospel. Let's preach the good news. Let's live the good news. Let's talk about the good news. Let's live the good news. Let's talk about the power. Let's do the works of God. If you live the good news, you'll start doing the works of God. They'll just start rising up. People will say, what do you have? You know how many people in my life ask me, what do you got? What have you got? And I wasn't preaching to them. I'm just living. I'm living. What do you have? Because people are watching you, and they're listening to what you do not what you say because everybody talks a good talk but it's how you're living when no one's around it's how you're living when you're just with them how are you living? John 3 16 for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life everlasting life starts today for some of you Everlasting life is for you. God wants to empower you to live everlasting life every day. To take care of the fears that you face. You know the Bible says that God's for you. And it says if God be for you, who can be against you? What can stand against you? Powers, principalities, wrong thoughts, things that somebody did to you and When you were a kid, stupid things that happened, abuses. Nothing can keep the love of God from you. Nothing can keep the power of God from coming into your life to change you. So will you bow your heads today? Why are you asking me to do that, Pastor? I want you to look at your heart. Is Jesus in your life? Is Jesus in your heart? You know, he stands at the door and knocks. knocks. Will you let him in? Will you let him in today? I want to lead you in a prayer. A prayer of salvation. A prayer of accepting Jesus as Lord. If that's you, will you raise your hand and say, pray with me, Pastor. I see that hand. I see that hand. Anyone else? I see your hand. You can put your hand down. Anyone else, though, need to raise their hand before I close this prayer? Listen, if you'll come at the end of the service, I've got a book for you. You come seek me out. It's just a book that says, Welcome to the Family of God. Listen, we're all going to pray this prayer together. Maybe you didn't raise your hand, but you know what? You can accept Jesus right now. So let's all pray this together. Say, Father, today I come to give you my life I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God I believe that he died upon a cross 2,000 years ago for the sins of the world and I believe that he rose again on the third day today I'm saved today I become a child of God I'm in the family of God Father Give me your power to live for you, to love like you love, to speak like you speak, to do the things that I'm called to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God. Come on, just give the Lord a shout and give him a hand clap today. Thanks for listening today. You can keep up with fresh content Find out more about our upcoming events and give to support Legacy Church all online at LegacyFamily.tv. From all of us here at Legacy Church, have a blessed week.